it's time for Larry News Balls. My guests tonight, contributor to fan-sided in the Strickland, Living sports fan, Bert the Hurt Carlson, and I'm your host, Larry. August 9th, 2022, 8.34 p.m. In the dog days of August. Uh, Max, thanks for coming back to the show. It's been a little while. Yeah, you got a new haircut I, since the last time I saw you. It looks sharp. Uh, I'm very impressed. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, all, all credit goes to the guy at the barbershop across the street from me. I think his name was Stan. So, uh, Stan at Philip well, Barber. Stan put his thing down. Stan. Stan did his thing. <laughs> he put his thing. He put his thing down. You get what was, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, enough about Stan. Um, well, you. No, I think I want to talk about Stan just a little bit more. All right. I, well, I, he, until he, I feel like he's gotten the full credit he deserves. Yeah. So it was at fellow Barber, and Stan. Um, he had an accent, so he's you know from some other European country. Don't know where, but nice guy. He uh, he asked, he's like, is this COVID hair? And I'm like, yeah, it's been about two years since I got a haircut. And he, he's like, yeah, get rid of that shit. Time for the new, time for a change. COVID's over. So he was, he was very into me, I guess, becoming reborn. I don't know. Not to get too in the weeds on barbers. I got my beard trimmed in a van recently. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, it was like on Google, everything on Google made it sound like it was a real place. And so I, I went there and, and I was like, well, yeah, I called him. I was like, I can't find you. Like I'm walking around and like, I can't, I just don't see where you are. And they're like, I, I'm in the van. I'm in the van that you're walking by. Like, <laughs> I think I see you. Uh, and I was running out of time and I was like, I, I guess this is where I, I either, I either get my beard trimmed or this is where I die. Like those are my two options. Yeah. And, uh, uh both involve blades. Both involved blades. It went fairly well. Uh, it, it, like I, you know, I, I will give him. I, he, he didn't do stand level work, but no. I'll give him. I'll give him his his dues. That's good. Was this in New York or was this in Missouri? <laughs> this was in. This was in New York. This is like the last time I got my beard trimmed in New York. Oh, okay. So that's the way to go out in the van. Now, so you and now you moved from you moved, recently moved from New York near in Missouri, as we just mentioned. Yeah, I'm I'm outside of St. Louis or just outside of St. Louis as of as of July one. I'm a I'm a, a Missouri resident. Okay, what oh, what's the name of the town? So I live where right now. I'm living in Defiance. Uh, that it is in St. Charles County, which is just on the other side of the river from from St. Louis. Oh, so in Illinois. 
No, still in the other, more uh, on the western side of, of St. Louis. Wait, there's oh, there's a river on the west of St. Louis, too? Yes, there is. Wow. And I never, I, and I went to school in Wash U, which is in St. Louis, but I only saw the Mississippi River, and then I stopped looking for rivers. That's the best one. I mean, you saw the best one. You're like, I'm not going to see. I'm not going to see a better river than this. I'm just going to stop looking. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have made it to Defiance, where the Defiant ones found the other river. So that's cool. And you're teaching there? Uh, yeah. A assistant principal at an elementary school. Ah, very nice. Yeah. And that your, your uh, wife, fiance? My wife, yeah. Is, she's from there, right? Uh, no, she's from, uh, her mom is from here. Her mom okay. is from here originally and then lived in Pittsburgh and then moved back here after her kids moved out of the house. So my, my, my wife grew up in Pittsburgh. Okay. And you grew up in Arkansas, correct? That's it. That's it. That's the one. That's the one. That's the, that's the, that's the Kansas, the R Kansas. <laughs> Not yours. <laughs> Not ours. Okay. So, well, while, I feel like we're off to the races. I think to start, so. To start, I, I think we're we're learning our uh, geography by the Mississippi River, where the W's become K's on the radio dial. And during all this time, okay, during all this time, lots of talk about a possible trade with the Knicks for Donovan Mitchell. He's been rumored there forever, and it seems like they're in intense negotiations. And uh, all of a sudden, it's like they decided to kind of take a break. So, what do you kind of what do you make of that? The fact that negotiations kind of halted. <clears throat> uh, I mean, what I make of it is, it is likely that Leon Rose is digging in his heels, mm-hmm. saying, "This is this is the maximum I am currently willing to offer you. I, you're not getting any more than that from me in a deal for Donovan Mitchell." Uh, and my gut tells me that because that deal hasn't been done already, Danny Ainge doesn't like where where the deal is at right now, right? So it is not enough of a uh, return for him. So we're going to be in this holding pattern while Danny Ainge shops around to see what else is out there and potential better offers that he could get for Donovan Mitchell. You don't have to look far. I am I am far from an expert. Uh, there are plenty of people more knowledgeable and more connected than me who will tell you that deal likely isn't out there for him, right? That if, mm. if, if he wants the biggest return he is going to get that has the most of the thing that he seems to value, which is draft picks, he's going to have to deal with the Knicks if that's sort of where his heart is at in, in this deal. I think he would like to... I think he's going to push until he's getting at least as many picks as he got for Rudy Gobert, uh, which was really, that was wild. That was a, Mm. that was a trade that kind of uh, reset, reset the market on, on uh, star player trades. Uh, You know, if you, if you consider Rudy Gobert to be at that level. Yeah. And um, set both set the market and kind of destroyed the market because it was sort of a crazy haul that no one expected and may never happen again. Um, so yeah, the most amount of picks, but obviously it matters which picks, whether it's the protected picks, the unprotected picks. I'm sure he want Danny age wants the unprotected picks. I am happy to see that, uh, that 
the Knicks aren't just meeting his demands and they're digging in their heels, which is smart because they're probably, they probably have the most to offer in terms of draft equity. I, I do worry. Um, yeah, I personally worry about giving up too many draft picks. Uh, that, that's kind of where I am. Um, actually, before we figure out where, what's the right amount of picks. So, Lots of talk about Donovan Mitchell and whether he's a top guy, whether he's a number one, a number two, probably a lot of too much nitpicking. But do you see him as a best player on a championship team, a second best player on a championship team, somewhere in between? Where, where do you kind of rate Donovan Mitchell? And you being, you're probably the biggest Donovan Mitchell fan anywhere in the Knicks universe. You think so? I think uh, so. I... Full disclosure for anyone who doesn't know that's listening. I own a pair mm. of Donovan Mitchell's shoes. Uh, I bought them because I liked Donovan Mitchell uh, so much. So yeah, maybe I'm not, I'm not the most unbiased person to speak on this, but I'll, I will say what I think, which is that I, I don't really care. I uh-huh. don't really care where, <laughs> I don't really care where you, you see him. Right. I do think it is important, and like you said, we'll get to it. I do think it is important that you are not leveraging your ability to make another move in order to get Donovan Mitchell. But whether he's Batman or whether he's Robin, he is, without a doubt, better than any player on the Knicks currently. Mm-hmm. I, and I, and I'm, 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 I'm including Jalen Brunson in, in that list as well. He is better than any player on the Knicks currently. Uh, his ability, even this year where everyone said he was like, had a terrible playoffs and he was bad and like, Oh man, this is the guy you want to trade for. He still was, I, I believe top eight in playoff scoring while, while he was in, in, in the playoffs. Right. So like, this is a guy who can go out and get buckets when the defense is playing their toughest. Right. And, and I think the Knicks don't have a guy like that. Right. I, I, unless, again, Jalen Brunson notwithstanding in that piece, because maybe maybe he is that dude. But at the end of the day, I think Jay, I think Donovan Mitchell is better than anyone that is currently on the Knicks. And short of leveraging your entire future or your, your every everything, you know, short of this being the only move you can make, I think you've got to make that trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he. I mean, I think that's a good way to put it. He might be Batman. He might be Robin. But he's definitely not Alfred. Or some other character. He's he's Batman or Robin. I think that, and you need you need Batman and Robin if you're gonna if you're gonna save Gotham. Um, so he, I see what you did. There. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I, I mean, I, I, I guess I, actually I have a question on that. Yeah. Just and to get it on a bit of a tangent. Why is it that we always use Batman and Robin? Why is that always the go-to, right, for for, mm-hmm. for championship-building team or, or, you know, a championship roster? And not like the Avengers, where you have four <clears throat> you have four different superheroes who all play a slightly different role that still seems to work pretty well. Is it just that we don't have any models like that? Like most of the models of, of championship teams have seemed to be a Batman and a Robin type? Because like I, I don't know, man. I'm, I with the right roster around him. I to answer your question more directly, I think he could be the best player on a championship team. It depends what the rest of the team around him looks like. Yeah, that's a good question. I think if, <laughs> I guess the answer is, um, it probably started 
before the Avengers movies were popular. Um, but a lot of these teams, it was before super teams, so you had just two stars maybe on a team, such as Jordan and Pippin. Um, and there was still there was a clear cut number one and number two there, obviously. Whereas the Avengers, you need four kind of equals. Um, but we've had teams like, I mean, LeBron and AD were equals, I would say, or close to it. Whereas Robin is such a so such an assistant to Batman. It's it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a slight at the number two guy to call him Robin. He's, he's literally a child. Yeah, he's literally <laughs> he's literally a child that Batman has to tell like, don't come in here and help me. Like I got this one. You just you just uh, sit in the car. You know, like, like <laughs> that. Like that is it. It really is a derogatory term almost right because like when i think of scotty pippen if i if i think of the best batman and robin Mm -hmm. as jordan and pippen pippen is way better than a rod or uh, pippen is way better than a robin yes yeah way better than robin and you you can i i would i would be shocked if if pippen ever said holy hand grenades michael or anything of of Um, that nature i think he said that on a daily basis (laughs) yeah yeah maybe maybe and um I'm sure uh, Jerry, whatever his name, Jerry Stas. What's what's the name of the owner? Jerry Reinsdorf, uh, and then there's Jerry, and then there was Kraus. Jerry Kraus. Kraus. Yeah, those guys are like um, I don't know. They're probably like Penguin and and uh, Penguin and the creator of DC Comics. Okay, so Donovan's up there for sure. And then I think we both agree that you have to, there's, there's gotta be enough equity left over to make another move to get the Batman or the, or the Batgirl to keep it uh, relevant to, to, to pop or, culture. Or the Captain America to his Iron Man. If, if that's sure. the level that they're at, but, yeah. but still the same idea, the some other running mate for him right. to make this thing go to the next level. Right. So, my opinion is, um, I'm maybe in the minority here. I, I would rather keep as many those unprotected firsts as possible. Well, everybody would want to do that, of course. But I would, I would almost rather give up some of the young players than the firsts because I think giving up the first really handicaps what you're able to do in, in terms of another trade. Um, and I say that because they're probably going to want to trade picks that are far out. And with the Stepien rule, even though if you're, say, giving up four unprotected picks, you still have three unprotected picks that you haven't given up that are yours, but you really can't trade them. So it's almost like you've locked down seven picks in a way in terms of what you can trade in the future. What is your ideal package? that that our friend Stan would put down. Yeah, I I uh I man, you're still still one of the best listeners uh in the game. So. Ah, thanks. Thanks. Um, it's, it's the headphones. I, I uh I think I land on a slightly opposite end from you. Okay. Right? Like I I would I would rather I would rather trade more current draft equity and keep the younger pieces. Uh, re- t- for two reasons. Reason number one, 
the I still don't know if we can really fully evaluate what level all of these young guys are, are at, right? Like I, I'm, I'm talking literally RJ on down. Mm-hmm. I still, I still don't know. I mean, a lot of people consider RJ the cornerstone. I don't know that I think that yet. Like I, I, I would love to see more from him to, to consider him that piece, right? Maybe he becomes the Batman or the Robin to Donovan Mitchell, right? So obviously, and and I think most, I think most nego- like most of the uh, smoke out there around this trade doesn't include RJ, but I, I still think he's part of this conversation in terms of what he could be. I but think everybody he's, else. I think RJ. Oh, in terms of what he, I think RJ is definitely still part of the trade talks. Just that I, I think there's a reason why he hasn't gotten his extension yet. I think that is a very fair observation. It's one I've I've thought of myself too. Of like, yeah. why hasn't why hasn't that happened? Is it just because they're waiting for that to be the last thing, right? So they make the maybe they make this Mitchell move at the very beginning of September, the beginning of training camp, and then they sign RJ. But there is that thought in the back of my head. It's like if he was truly untouchable in this mm-hmm. deal, if 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 the front office saw him as untouchable they would be working to get that RJ extension done because it wouldn't matter to them if, if he was someone they could trade or not. Right. So I I'm with you. I think that's a fascinating piece that I think some people are just choosing to ignore and be like, no, there's no way RJ's in the deal. And it's like, well, he still could be. And there's a way they could make it that he absolutely could not be in the deal. And they haven't done that thing yet, but everybody else, Obi, IQ, Grimes, uh, even Miles McBride, like Deuce, I I, I want to see. I still think that the jury is out on what these guys could be in the league, and I think, I think because we have tossed away some young guys in the past, I think Knicks fans really want to hold on and make sure make sure we know exactly what we have before we make a deal mm-hmm. involving any one of those players. Having said that, the once the once you know for sure. They're either their value is either up or it's down and it's not going to change at all. Right. So like if you were going to make a move involving one of those guys, you would think now would be the time to do it while there's still some air of mystery around them. I still think I'd rather give up more draft equity though. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the second reason is teams are trading draft picks so far out. Like at the end of next year's draft, after we make, after the 2023 draft happens, we could trade a 2030 pick. Right. So like it, it wouldn't take long before we were back in a situation where the Knicks could be trading a, another distant first. Right. So it's like those things will continue to come around and come around and come around that we could we could make to help us make that next move. Um, whereas I don't think the Knicks have had a crop of young talent as exciting uh, as as what they have right now, and so I'm that that hasn't come along very often in in recent memory. So I would be hesitant to throw just throw those guys away. Not saying I wouldn't include some of them. Yeah. I'm just saying I would be very hesitant about who and and how many. Yeah, it's definitely true that the draft picks replenish themselves. Um, and if you keep these young players, one of them is kind of a lottery ticket. Who might turn out to be that Batman or Robin or Captain America? And with um, the replenishing draft picks, yeah, I guess that's why it's also, that's probably where a lot of this haggling is going down. It's because Knicks, I'm sure, would love to keep their 2029 draft pick and not trade that so that they can trade their 2030 in a year um, and and any pick that comes after that. So you know, I, I guess I would, like, I would prefer 
And I imagine Leon Rose would prefer trading the 23, 25, and 27 picks to trading the 27 and 29 picks. I mean, maybe not exactly, but th- but because of the whole replenishing and stepping rule, it, it just, it's just, it's, there's so many moving parts to what the package would be. Um, I mean, trading 23 and 25 also makes sense because yeah. you have you have a top 10 protected Mavericks pick in, in 23 that is likely to convey. I mean, unless, you know, uh, if Luca gets hurt, then it, it might not, right? But, like, if, if Luca is healthy, you assume that pick is going to convey this year. And then in, in 25, you have a top four protected Milwaukee Bucks pick that, again, assuming – things stay as is that pick should convey. Right. Right. So like the, you have other picks in those drafts. So you're still able to make selections those years. If those are the, the deals that you trade. Yeah. I guess ultimately my ideal tr- trade would be. And what I, th- I don't know. I, I don't know if Utah would take it, but the four protecteds, uh 23 and 25 and like one of the young players besides RJ, not including RJ. I think it is I I think Utah will want at least as many unprotected firsts as they got for Gobert. I think that's okay. I think that is I think that is uh, unless unless the Knicks do throw in RJ, right? Which mm-hmm. then maybe it becomes a different conversation. But if but short of throwing in RJ Barrett, I think somehow this deal is going to have to get done where Utah ends up with as many if not more unprotected first round picks as they got for Gobert, which I believe was, I believe it was four unprotected. Yeah. I think it was maybe three and a top four protected Minnesota pick. So yeah. Um, Yeah. That's definitely a possibility. And then you do keep all the young guys. And I think ultimately the Knicks would make that deal. I I'd feel a little squeamish about that deal, but um it would be exciting. It would be exciting, sure, to have. Well, I've I've currently the one that I the deal I've fallen in love with is mm-hmm. the that the potential three team deal. Yeah, with the Lakers, right? Where there may be a couple, one or two, unprotected first coming from the Lakers, and three maybe coming from the Knicks. Uh, and and is there some workable way there that that gets done where Utah still ultimately ends up with? four or five unprotected first round picks, but they're not all coming from the Knicks. Right. I think that could be, that could be a fascinating way to get this done that, that um, could seemingly satisfy lots of, could seemingly satisfy all three teams. Yeah. And that, I mean, that would be a huge haul for Utah, especially after like they're, they're going to wind up with so much draft equity this summer. It's just like Ainge came in and he put his package down. He just did his thing. And um, so, th- so let's go over that that three way deal where L A would get some mix of of veteran players that could help them win right now. Right. Um, they would give back Westbrook. West- Westbrook would go to Utah as just a salary dump. Um, and Se- seemingly to be bought out by Utah. Right. Uh, and then for. Uh, as part of that trade, LA would give one or two of their unprotected future picks. Um, 
I guess that there's been reporting that that's LA is at least interested in that. Yeah, there's been there's been some some talk that or, or some you know smoke that there have been conversations around that deal. I will say I saw on Twitter some Knicks fans saying like, "Oh man, all we'd have to do is send out three picks and we get Donovan Mitchell." No, the players would have to go out as well. Like the 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 money does not work if there are not uh, some large-ish or, you know, or, or larger salaries going right. out as well, right? It, the money will not work to just take Donovan Mitchell on as is. And I don't think, I don't think that large salary is going to be Julius Randle. Mm-hmm. I, I, that one made the Julius Randle to the Lakers doesn't really seem to me to make a lot of sense in terms of, like you said, putting together a, a stronger team around AD and LeBron. Yeah, although, although he did play well with AD is here in New Orleans. I did want, I'm glad you brought up Julius Randle. Um, so I, you know, many Knicks fans, as, as you know, are Julius Randle haters. What? <laughs> and I do, cons- like, I'm, I'm not a fan. But I've, and so many people, when they propose these trades, propose Julius Randle going to the Lakers or going, is the contract going to Utah? And and also uh, kind of assume that the Knicks want to get rid of Randall to make room for Obi. And I've seen you like mention a lot about how it does seem like the Knicks l- have a good relationship with Randall. And I'm not seeing other people kind of say that. And I think you're I think you're right about this that he was part of that contingency that that tampered in that game between Dallas and Utah. He, he inv- I think, invited Grimes and some other player to practice with him in Dallas. He has a relationship with World Wide West and, and, uh, and Leon and, every, and that whole you know, the Kentucky thing. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think the Knicks, at least not for this year, are interested in trading Julius Randle. I, you know what? I want to throw a little more smoke on on uh, your R.J. Barrett conspiracy theory. Mm. Uh, you know the idea of like why hasn't he signed his extension? The other smoke I would I would throw on to that is we've seen Julius Randle hanging out with Obi Toppin a couple of times. Oh this yeah, summer, right. They they were they were at summer league. They played together as of this taping. They played together last night in like a pro am game with Jalen Brunson. Right. I haven't seen that I know of, and maybe I've missed it. I have not seen RJ Barrett playing with any current Knicks this off season. I haven't seen him training with any current Knicks this off season. Like I haven't seen any of that kind of thing happening, which again, this is the, we're getting into like tinfoil hat territory, mm-hmm. but I just thought I'd throw a little, a, a little, uh, another, another log onto that fire. Right. While we're having yeah. this conversation. Yeah. I would be very sad if, if RJ was traded, but it, it, I mean, I would be very sad because it's, we haven't had a young player to build around in a long time. And I do think his game is great and I'm a fan. Um, but I, I'm not I, advocating for sure. it. I'm just, I, yeah. I am just, I am just adding another observation <laughs> to why hasn't he signed his extension? Why have we seen Julius Randall and Obi Toppin hanging out a couple of times this summer, but we haven't seen RJ, mm. uh, practicing or or training with any other Knicks yeah yeah I'm not advocating for it either but I I definitely think as we were talking before that there's a reason why they haven't extended him yet I think they just want to keep that option open Uh, Uh, and the same reason there's a there's a reason why Julius Randle hasn't been traded yet 
mm-hmm. mean, there, there are so many people who have every, every opportunity. Oh, Julius Randle is definitely gone. He's definitely going here. We're trading him for De'Aaron Fox at the deadline. Or we'll definitely trade him. Yeah, we'll trade him to the to the Blazers to move up in the draft. Like none of those things have happened, right? And listen, maybe maybe they didn't happen because the cost was prohibitive, or or Julius was viewed as a negative asset by other teams. But it is also possible that it has not happened because the Knicks are not seriously having those conversations because this front office likes Julius Randle. I'm just saying. If one side of this conversation is possible, the other side is equally as possible. Yeah, I, de- I definitely think that's true. All right, well, speaking of possibilities, I want to bring in the most impossible man who's ever graced this earth, and that is the oldest living sports fan, the historian, Bert Carlson. Hello, hello. Hey, Bert, what's happening? Is, 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 is that you? Uh, you, Larry? That's me, yeah. Oh, hey, Larry. Hey, what? Uh, uh, Max, you're awfully still. I've, I've been practicing some Zen meditation. I've gotten really good at it. I Ventriloquism as well. Ventriloquism, mm-hmm. man. I was about to say, it's a... Uh, that might even be a you know, mental uh, mental apathy. It's like you, I'm hearing your voice in my head, but you're not you're not speaking. That's a that's a that's a, that's a good that's a good trick. Bird, have you ever seen anyone? Uh, have you ever been to an improv show? Improv, yeah. Uh, that's cute. No, yeah. of course. I, I, yeah. I, I could I could never lower myself. Yeah, to do that. I understand. Be, a, be an audience member in an improv improv is it where they're just going and making up shit? They're just is making up shit the whole time. And sometimes, well, sometimes they do it in the dark, and they call it the bat. The bat? Why yeah. would they call it the bat? Is that where they come and beat like you over cave. the head and you with a bat? <laughs> oh, like a cave. Oh! Yeah. Oh, you mean like the like nocturnal creature? Like the, oh. Well, you know, I assume it would be, uh, I would assume it would be like a baseball or a cricket bat, considering the content of the show. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Well, they're not necessarily doing a sports show. But we are here, so when oh. we're doing a bat, like like Max is doing a bat right now in the dark, he's he's holding he's also holding a cricket bat. Oh, that makes no sense. That I makes mean, that makes approximately zero percentage of a sense. But yeah. that's okay. That's, I'm, I'm not here for that that kind of. Uh, you start making too much sense, and you're going to lose the the, the 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 population. Yeah, people don't like things to add up because it's too much arithmetic. Not these days, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, nice, nice and tidy. Who needs that? I wanted uh, a pure chaos, chaos string theory. <laughs> that's what people really want. That's their favorite subject in school. It's nothing, it's, uh, it's I can't do this math. There's too much math, but they want to study chaos string theory. Right. It's less. Absolutely. It's less you know, hard. Thing- it's, it's hard math, not soft math, I guess. Well, the, the good thing about something like chaos, Matt, is the idea of, like, uh, who the hell is going to say you're wrong about that? It's true. No, I'm clearly right about that. You, you, you can't prove it wrong because you're going to try to prove it. Right. Like, That's if you were to say with string theory there are 14 dimensions, and someone would be like, no, there's only 13. And you could just be like, no, there's 14 now. New new, uh, new well, hypothesis. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Let me stop you right there, Larry. It's yeah. been proven since uh, the mid '90s. There's actually uh, they've actually got the mathematics for up to 26 different dimensions going right now. And that really? was uh, that was that was mere two decades ago. 
So oh, wow. right now, where, where we're at, well, who knows? We're at 26? <laughs> Somewhere between Super- 25 and 35. Yeah, yeah, approximately. Can you name? It's how, many, how many dimensions can you name? Can I name? Yeah. Oh, hell, let's see. Uh, there's the uh, Dave Matthews Band dimension. <laughs> right. That's a dimension you don't want to find yourself within. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's always a, a caulk. You yep. the caulk, C A U L K dimension. Sure. Right. Yeah. It, uh, it, yeah, it's sticking. You got to redo it every five years. It, uh, those are the only two dimensions that I know about. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you got about, about 24, you, 24 more. Uh, I'm, I'm merely a favor of the message. I'm not, a, I'm not an archivist necessarily. Uh, not about, you know, not about chaos map and string. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, if, if there's a fly on the window, and you wanted to describe to someone where the fly where, was. <laughs> where you can see that? No, this is, is hypothetical. I'm I'm improvising. So there's a fly oh, on the window. Oh, you're making shit up. Yeah, okay. yeah. So you'd say it's like the X, it's like five meters into the window. This is a big window. Five meters in, ten okay. meters up. Uh no, zero meters up, but like 0.5 meters into the cock. You completely lost me there. Ah, oh, man. The, the dimensions are just crazy. <laughs> it's just crazy. All right. Well. Yeah, that's chaos. I think you won the argument on that. That's actually, that's, that's chaos geometry. Yep. That's my favorite geometry. <laughs> always, always, always got to have a favorite. Yeah, what's your, what's, everybody, what's your favorite shape? Max, what's your favorite shape? Uh, probably like a, like a cube. Mm. that's 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 the one that like if i sit and i'm just sort of doodling aimlessly i i that's often the first thing i go to is drawing that drawing a like a 3d cube kind of shape mm. yeah <laughs> for similar reasons my favorite shape sure. is the stussy symbol <laughs> uh, you know what <laughs> you know that s stussy yeah stussy's that's not from stussy actually if you uh if, if you want to go down a rabbit hole, try to find the origins of that shape. Oh, yeah? You can't do it, my friend. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a modern day mystery. Absolutely. Wow. I, I didn't believe it until I, I, I actually uh, uh, got kidnapped by the uh, Homeowners Association where I was staying with my, uh, uh, with my imaginary daughter. And uh, they kidnapped me. And then they made me go down a, down a geometric and graphic design rabbit hole where I was. I was told to find the the, the origin of that, and I could, you know, in order to, uh, you know, uh, uh, book my release. And apparently, uh, apparently, there is is a trick question. No one knows where it came from, but it's not Stussy. Stussy is uh, that's that's merely uh, uh, just bring the coattails. Mm, yeah, yeah, much like um, uh, I guess much like Vanilla Ice with the do 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 do. Yeah, it's a little bing, another bing. It's, uh, it makes it a completely different baseline. Right. So then, he had a point. <laughs> it was uh, it was it was weak, but it was a. Point. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't I don't think a court of law agreed with them though. No, but yeah, you know, uh, courts are you know some 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 courts of basketball, some courts of kangaroo. You know, that's all <laughs> I'm going to say about the vanilla ice verdict. Right. <laughs> His was a basketball court. Fair enough. Fair enough. So we shan't deliberate. Is chandelier? 
Don't deliberate. Uh, 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 uh. All right. Now, um, speaking of courts that you could play on, um, do you have any oh. sports history factoids for us? Oh, I'm sure I do. What's uh, what's what's today? It is August 9th. August 9th? Are you are you being for real? It's August 9th? I'm being for real. Oh hell, it's uh Oh, well, that's uh sh- shame on me. I you know, I should I, I know this immediately. Uh but yeah, it's it's sports related. It's uh, it's also it's not, not not a homeowners association, but it's definitely a community based thing. This is uh, August 9th in a uh, nineteen and five. I don't know if you've ever heard of a, a gentleman. He's a baseball player. His name is Ty Cobb. Yeah, ever, heard of him? Uh, yeah, yeah, you heard of Ty Cobb? Sure, sure, of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, nineteen and five. He's still a young man. He's you know he's getting started. Uh, when suddenly on on August 9th, he. Uh, when he gets started in his, you know, he's getting early in his career, but unfortunately, uh, he, uh, he he lost his father on August 9th, uh, nineteen and five. Um, in fact, from there on out, he said that he would uh, dedicate the rest of his uh, uh, the rest of his playing. He dedicated it to his father because he said his father never got to see him play. He was professionally probably making I don't know fifty bucks a month or fifty bucks a week or something like that back then. Uh, but yeah, his, his father got killed. His father got killed by his mother. Really? Absolutely. Yeah, Mandy, Amanda, Mandy Cobb. She was uh, uh, she, she was tight-lipped and she was uh, she was she was quick with the joke. Uh, but uh, which you I, up your I'm story. sorry. She was she was tight-lipped and quick with a joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got it. Right, no, just, no, no, no more follow-ups. <laughs> So is this like uh, Marcel uh, Marceau kind of comedy? Uh, you know, Schrodinger's mom. Right. I think is what that is. Okay. Um, I caught being Schrodinger in this analogy that's uh, completely weak and falls apart. No, he, uh, uh, yeah, his, uh, but his father, his father died. See, his father had a very suspicious, his name was William. Uh, we, uh, uh, we all called him Bull. Uh, because uh, he, you know, he, he got caught, he got caught in a compromising situation with a uh, with, with a young farm animal once. So uh, you know, it's a, it's just a play on Bill. It wasn't even a, it wasn't even a cow or anything like that. He actually got caught with the sheep. Uh, it had to do with dealing cards and uh, undermining authority. But you know, it's uh, the powers that be at the time didn't want to talk about that. So we just called him Bull and moved on. But Bull was a very uh, he was a terribly suspicious individual. Uh, and, he, and for years, he thought that uh, Mandy was, uh, was was sleeping around on him and, you know, kind of going you know, behind his back. So, uh, yeah, August 9th, 1905, he, uh, uh, he was sneaking around, you know, presumably. It makes sense to me because I saw him do it many, many times. I used to live in his neighborhood. He was back in Philly. And then, uh, but uh, apparently he was on, on the outside. He was on the outside of the window looking around, trying to, you know, catch her in the act or something like that. And uh, she mistook him for an intruder and shot him with a, with a handgun. Wow. Hoist by, hoist by his own yeah. guitar, huh? Absolutely. I mean, it was traumatizing. It was there because I was sleeping with Mandy. <laughs> Did you call her Mandy uh, and yeah. not Amanda? Uh, yeah, I definitely called her Mandy. Actually, I just called her D. D. Sunny D. Yeah, just D. I just, I, was like, I don't have time to say Amanda. I'm definitely, you know, I don't have time to say Mandy. I'm definitely not going to say Amanda. Just like, hey, D. 
<laughs> in fact, it was just the letter D. It wasn't even like D double E. It was just it right. was just straight D. Straight D. But uh, yeah, she uh, yeah, uh, not not like having intercourse. We were just having a na- we were having a nap. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's just a nap. We were very we've been proper doing of some you. gardening. Thank you. I appreciate that. You, you know, know, that was the protector. The thing is, though, if you're sleeping with someone who's married and you're not married to that person, whether it's just for sleep or for intercourse, when that person's spouse comes home, you got to sneak out in your underpants and put your shoes on and your pants on as you're like hopping out. Right. The exit, the exit has to be exactly the same. Right. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, fellas, I see the, uh, I definitely, uh, I definitely agree with that, but, uh, Unfortunately, he caught us completely unaware. Because, like I say, we were asleep. I didn't have time. I, you know, I wasn't looking for hijinks that day, so I wasn't prepared. I didn't have to, you know, I, I didn't have everything lined up in a row at the bed. There. But yeah, you bed, sleep, actually... you sleep fully clothed, right? Like you sleep in in your tie and hat, glasses <laughs> on, right? You sleep ready All to rock time. and roll. All times. So yeah, yeah actually, you know, I would have had to get undressed in order to to leave in in, in those circumstances. It's like. Hold on. Hold on, let me. Yeah, I can't do that. I don't have time for that. Yeah, but it was. Uh, yeah, it's because it was, you double knotted um, your tie. I'm experience. sure. Oh yeah, I had a full Windsor. I don't know if you know what a uh, what a full Windsor is. It's a kind of tie. Yeah, it's a good knot. I hear. It's a, it's a strong knot. It's a it's a kind of a bitch to get into, but you know once you find it, it's a uh, yeah. great sleeping yeah, knot. Yeah. It's a great sleeping knot. Absolutely. Yeah, because it holds well. So you just pull it up tight and then, you know, eventually the, you know, when the circulation goes, you know, it's, uh, it's right. not enough to kill you, but it's definitely enough to, uh, you know, to make you a little sleepy. Out. Right. Not yeah, good. Yeah, if, not good if you now. have, it's like the opposite of a CPAC device, CPAP device, not a CPAC device. CPAC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're C- very different device. Very different devices. Uh, probably the same clientele though. Yeah, touche on that, my friend. Um, so Ty Cobb, you know, he was a uh, he was a Klansman. What? Ty Cobb was a Klansman. Am I right about that? Oh, I don't know. I, Ty Cobb was in the he was in the K's. Yeah, I believe so. He was in the triple K's. No fucking shit. Yeah, I mean, maybe that explains well, that, that some changes lots. Maybe that shit's some light on. Well, yeah. Bull. Well, it makes a lot of sense, I guess, you know? I mean, the guy was real angry. He was, uh... Holy shit, yeah, he was a fucking brand. I didn't... didn't, Well, yeah, if he was, he was. I'm not not standing by that. You know, took a nap with his mom once. What can I say? (laughs) Definitely can't vouch for that guy. But can you vouch for D? Oh, yeah. Great woman. Great woman. Uh, she actually went on to, she was married to Gil Scott Heron for a while. Really? The guy who's saying uh, the revolution will not be televised? Yep, it was an unofficial, uh, it was it was an unofficial uh, harem that he had. Okay. Uh, he had a couple of, uh, he had a number of wives. And uh, one of them was Mandy Cobb. It's a, it's a <laughs> so she was definitely was not a racist. Of- she was not. Uh, she went the other direction than her son. She was a bit of an outcast in that family. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, she was she was a lover, not a fighter. And I say that in uh, knowing full well the context of which I speak. Right, and knowing that she did kill her husband. She did kill her husband because she was being committing infidelity. But, uh, but I, I like to think of that as a blip on the radar. Blip on the radar. Trip of the pants. Overall, she was a philanthropist. Yeah. Triple, yeah. Tri- triple what? Trip of the pants. Triple pants. Triple pants. Triple pants. Triple pants. <laughs> Triple pants. But the that's po- a good, good word combo. Yeah, it really is. Um, but the point being, I can't believe she she had an affair with Gil Scott Heron. Yeah, not an affair. She was, uh, you know, on a, again, on oh, a relationship. Part of her harem. Oh, oh, oh okay. yeah. She, yeah. Are you familiar yeah, with the song? Are you familiar with the spoken word poem "Whitey on the Moon"? Well, Whitey on the Moon? No, but uh. No, I'm not. I'm I'm unfamiliar with doing it. I don't know if I've heard the maybe I've heard the title somewhere, but maybe I just imagined that. Well, I'm gonna play it for you right now. Um, it's it's by it's not by Amanda D. It's by um, the oh GSC. It's by yeah. G- Who's it? Parliament. Scott Heron. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do the math. GSH. GHB. What are you queuing it up or you just uh A rat done bit my sister Nell with Whitey on the moon. Her face and arms began to swell and Whitey's on the moon. I can't pay no doctor bills, but Whitey's on the moon. Ten years from now I'll be paying still while Whitey's on the moon. You know, the man just up my rent last night, cause Whitey's on the moon. No hot water, no toilets, no lights, but Whitey's on the moon. I wonder why he's up in me, cause Whitey's on the moon. Well, I was already giving him 50 a week, and now Whitey's on the moon. Taxes taking my whole damn check. The junkies make me a nervous wreck. The price of food is going up. And as if all that crap wasn't enough, a rat done bit my sister Nell with Whitey on the moon. Her face and arms began to swell, and Whitey's on the moon. Was all that money I made last year for Whitey on the moon? How come I ain't got no money here? Mmm, Whitey's on the moon. You know, I just about had my bill of Whitey on the moon. I think I'll send these doctor bills, air mail special. Whitey on the moon. No, not that it matters to me because I, I don't I don't want to judge anyone. There there would have been a slight age difference <laughs> between between Mandy Cobb and, and Gil Scott Heron, correct? Is that, a, is that a problem for you? No, it's not. No, a problem. I, no, and no. Again, I'm just, I just, I want to, I want to make sure we're painting an accurate picture for the people that this was this. She shot, she shot Ty Cobb, looking peeking in through in the window. In 1905. Sorry, Bull Cobb. She saw, she Bull shot Bull Cobb. Cobb peeking in through the window in 1905. Then later, then later ended up in a in a harem type situation with. Uh, Gil Scott Heron, right? I just want to make I got the timeline right. That is 100% correct. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, 100% accurate. And here's the thing, fellas. That's uh, you know what you know what that's an example of chaos math. 
Ah, I see. Yeah, it all comes full right. circle, like good chaos. Absolutely. You know how Mandy Cobb died? How? Uh, she got ran over by a Cessna. <laughs> by a what? A Cessna. A small twin-engine plane. Isn't that, <laughs> isn't that like just outrageous? That is outrageous. A Cessna. I've, I've Cessna heard... was making an emergency landing is in it... the middle of I-95 <laughs> between Raleigh and uh, Washington, D.C. Is this... uh, she didn't... Which do you think is older? Cessna, the company, or Gil Scott Heron? Which, which of those two things do you think is older? Is Gil Scott Heron still alive? No, he is not. I'm going to go with Cessna. Cessna is older. Cessna was founded in 1927. Gil Scott Heron was not born until 1940, 1949 is when Gil Scott Heron was born. Uh, and then I would assume... See, that makes a lot of sense. Sure. So, okay. okay. Just, I, that was just a fun little trivia, and I knew Burt Carlson, master historian, would have the answer. Exactly. The hot take. <laughs> the hot take on that one. Yeah, I guess. I'm uh that make that makes total sense to me. Yeah. And it does make sense that you could run someone over with a Cessna, uh, because it always got wheels. So which is perfect for well, running over. Absolutely. It flies with wheels. Sometimes. Some of them do. Uh back then, yeah, they had fixed wheels. In fact, uh, it was a prototype Cessna too. They had uh they called it the uh the octagon. It had uh <laughs> eight wheels. <laughs> yeah. They called it the octagon. That's, yeah, that's why it, it, they and, call it the octagon. I mean, they could have called it the octopus or something, but yeah. that sounds stupid. What kind of yeah, aquatic creatures don't go in the air? No, no, no. Except for... Uh, the geometric shapes do. Except Flipper. And Flipper flies through the air. Faster uh, in than in any yeah, sort so of an aquatic bird type situation. You know I mean? Yeah, I guess an aquatic, any, some any sort, bird of aquatic sort of aquatic bird. <laughs> Well, thanks for uh, shedding some light on Bull Cobb for us, Bert. Well, if I can help illuminate the day, I, I, I shall do it. You certainly did. You know, actually, I have a pair of uh, I have a pair of Ty Cobb's old uh, 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 cleats. <laughs> yeah, much like Max has a pair of Donovan Mitchell shoes. Absolutely, I've never met Donovan Mitchell. I don't know who this gentleman is, but uh, he's got his own shoes. You yeah, know, that's. Uh, uh, you know, owning them is a sign of uh, respect and a, you know, and a uh, reference, reverence. Right. I'm guessing with Ty Cobb, it wasn't an endorsement deal he had with a shoe company. It was more just like you stole his cleats. Oh, uh, I didn't steal them. Actually, I, uh, uh, he threw them at me. He, was, uh, <laughs> he threw them at me. Uh, running, I was, I was running alongside the Long Island Railroad at him. <laughs> Uh, while he was taken away for a game, and he just threw him, and I wrapped him around my neck like Bolo style. I actually had to go to the hospital, um, <laughs> so I kept him as souvenirs. And uh, oh, you did them, the, you uh, did that over the fact, over the full Windsor. You did a Bolo over the oh, full Windsor. Oh yeah. He at that time I wasn't wearing I wasn't wearing a full Windsor actually at that time it was a uh, it was the middle of uh, it was in the middle of winter so I was wearing uh, I had a uh, I had killed a bison with my bare hands and I made a. I made like a a, a McCabe style uh, uh, coat. <laughs> yeah, so 
he was a really good aim. That's how good of a name Taub was. He got his cleats bolo style around my neck, uh, even through the, the buffalo pelt. Oh, the buffalo pelt went Hide, over I think the, like a hood? Yeah, it was like a giant hoodie thing. Okay. Yeah, it was like, uh, yeah, it was, yeah. And I, I, I had sewn a grizzly head on top of it. <laughs> yeah, and still, you, <laughs> I found the grizzly head. I, I didn't kill it. The, uh, the grizzly dead by natural means by the time I came along. All right. But, very uh, you know, I just I, I maximize the situation. You understand. So sorry. Let me. I I just a question on that one real quick. You sure. uh you came, you came across the grizzly. <laughs> did you already have the bison coat on, or did you did you come across the grizzly just take the head and then later build uh, the 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 bison coat? You, you, that's an excellent question. Uh, you got for me there, Hoover. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, you're very perceptive. I did have the coat on. Uh, as a ma- well, it wasn't even a, a coat at that point because I hadn't I hadn't properly prepared to hide. I hadn't skinned it or uh, done any kind of preventative measures. So uh, I was literally just walking around in the woods. I had a, uh, I just had a skin like a bloody carcass uh, minus the body, uh, just blood dripping down my eyes. And so actually when I came across the grizzly bear, I didn't even see it at first. I was stumbling in the darkness and I fell over it. Uh, when I came to it the next morning, I couldn't tell if I was bleeding from my own head or if it was just from the bison. Then I look over, it's an entirely dead grizzly. Uh, as a matter of fact, it was just uh, uh, it was from the chest up. The rest of the, I never found the rest of the grizzly. It was just the chest up. Wow, I'm just that's a that's yeah, quite a picture. Think- you unconscious on top of a dead bloody grizzly bear, which half, cut, cut in half. half yeah. Half of a grizzly. Cut in half at the Portion. torso with a bloody bison carcass on top of you. Draped over me like as if it was like a, uh, as if it was like a, a large uh, a quilt. Yeah. Like a, a giant wet sopping uh, oven in blood and guts quilt. Can, can you imagine Dutch ovening somebody in a bison quilt? Oh, that, that's, uh, that, <laughs> that'd be lethal. That, that's nothing you wish upon your enemies. No, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't even do that to Ty Cobb. No, I probably wouldn't. Do, I, I wouldn't do it to another human. I, I didn't enjoy being inside that thing, truth be told. Yeah. That, uh, the grizzly bear made it all right. I made a, uh, you know, I created a bunch of, uh, uh, I found some yucca plants, uh, the fibers together to create a thread in order to, <laughs> and then I used the bone from a, 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 a large salmon <laughs> that I found on a beach nearby as a, as a hook or as a, uh, as, as a needle and thread. And I just, that's how I sewed it on there. And that very day, the Ty Cobb boloed me with a pair of his cleats <laughs> from the Long Island railroad. I was wearing that okay. Exact- so this was, this was, this was dead of winter when this happened, right? You said, <laughs> no. uh, so when you were wandering, you were wandering- July 31st, <laughs> <laughs> it was a miserable day. Oh man, that must I have been so sweaty. Think, yeah, with a buffalo buffalo coat on. I was July. completely naked under there because I'm not crazy. I knew okay. I was going to be hot, but I didn't know I was going to. You know, I, I didn't know it was going to be that hot. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and I'm sure Ty Cobb. Yeah, it was used cleats. <laughs> he just saw you running along the Long Island Railroad and decided to launch his cleats at you. Well, you know, in all fairness, he didn't understand the nature of relationship with Mandy. He thought it was something that it wasn't. I said, look, Mandy and I have talked about this. 
you know, we've we've left no stone unturned. Uh, you know, trust us when I say that uh, uh, nothing untoward, uh, you know, ever happened or ever will happen between me and Mandy. Besides, she owes me twenty five bucks. Yep. <laughs> Still owes me twenty seven fifty. She ended up buying a borrow another twenty twenty two uh, another two dollars and fifty cents off me. Yeah. Is Mandy still alive? No, I just told you she got hit by a she got ran over by a. Oh right, 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 right. So she died. She died being hit by Cessna after being in a harem with Gil Scott Heron. Uh, so she died of non natural causes. Uh, seemingly, uh, you're correct. In in her her eighties, I, I would think. Yeah. That's- uh, a little higher. further up there. A little further up there. A little, little higher. Okay. She was uh, well. She didn't have Ty Cobb until she was forty-three. Okay. So, so she must have been like around one twenty something. Yeah, yeah. She was. Yeah, she was a buck and change for sure. <laughs> she was a buck twenty-five. You know, she uh, she actually created natural B twelve. So <laughs> I, I like to think that it was her natural uh, B twelve levels that. Uh, that really, you know, uh, elongated her life. Yeah, that's well, that's good information. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure you're you're good on the supplements with with all the salmon you're eating to get to the bones for needles. Get a lot of that fish oil. You know these these days, I don't really try to you know argue with salmon or, or livestock too much. So I'm mostly on a, a kelp and algae is really what I'm into these yeah. days. Big, uh, big, you know, if, if there's an algae bloom around, I'm probably going to be there with some, uh, you know, to go bags to take it home, something, you know, <laughs> make some, uh, some, uh, algae jerky. Yeah. So, yeah. One man's dirty pool that hasn't been cleaned in a while. It's another man's harvest. That's, and that man is the pool. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Well, thanks so much, Bert. That was a lot. Um, I have uh, Thank you. You, could, you could stick around. I have one more sports question before we get out of here. Uh, and this is about Kevin Durant. Absolutely. Kevin Durant um, requested a trade from the Brooklyn Nets, and there was thought maybe they could repair the relationship. But recently he said, it's either me or Steve Nash and Sean Marks. And um, Joe Sy said he's oh. with Sean Marks and Steve Nash, maybe still repair the relationship, but Max, do you, do you think Durant is on the Nets come start of next season? Yeah. I, <clears throat> to let me, I, okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I think he is because I, I don't, I don't believe they are going to find an offer uh, that is good enough out there for him. Right. That is, that gets them enough. Uh, the one, the one caveat I would have to that is if, if the Pelicans get squirrely and decide mm-hmm. that they are okay parting with Brandon Ingram uh, to land Kevin Durant, you know Ingram and some other pieces and some picks, obviously, uh, I could see the Nets making that deal. But I, I think the the Pelicans will look around and say, no, nah, I think we're better off just keeping Ingram and, and staying sort of in that timeline. So, no, I, I don't think they will. I also don't think Adam Silver wants him to be traded because uh, that is that is uh, not a great look, signing a long-term extension and literally the next summer mm-hmm. uh, requesting a trade. So, I, I, it's not a great look. 
uh, for the league. Uh, even if you're the most pro player empowerment guy on the planet, that's not a great look. Um, so I, I think, I think Kevin Durant will be a net, uh, and truthfully, I think Steve Nash and, and and Sean Marks might also be. Yeah, we might just be headed for an absolute dumpster fire. Yeah, let's hope. Bert, uh, your thoughts? KD. Yeah, KD. Give give the man what he wants is my thought. Yeah, and the man he done enough, and then he uh, offered enough, and then he you know. I, uh, Bud Sweat toil and you know points and he hasn't you know and he's gone through all of those things and you know just let the man live it out. Yeah, so just give him a plane ticket out of here. That's what he wants. Yeah, but make it, but make a terrible trade <laughs> just to make it memorable. You just just get him out of here. Trade him. For- so you're you're thinking like maybe don't even trade him to a uh, an NBA team. You're thinking just trade mm. him trade him somewhere to trade him overseas somewhere, potentially just get him out of Brooklyn. Yeah, that's, I think that's uh, I think that's uh, that's, that's, like, what, that's what we're on to right now. You I know, like there's gotta be some sort of a Polynesian team or something that needs him, you know? Yeah. That would surprise everybody. Sure. That, that'd, that'd be big. That'd be big. That'd be news. That'd be news. You'd remember that day in your Rolodex forever. The day oh, Kevin absolutely. Durant was traded to down. to a Polynesian basketball team. Next one day, we'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> In a hundred years, I can't wait to have you on to talk about that when I've forgotten it. Absolutely not me. Steel trap. <laughs> all right, and that is all the time we have. Uh, Max, anything you'd like to plug? Uh, yeah, just the Max Hoover on Twitter, and you'll see articles in multiple different publications. Uh, if you just ch- find me there, the Max Hoover, the Bert Carlson. Anything you'd like to plug? No, I'm just yeah, you know, just uh, I'm gonna go have some. Uh, I'm gonna go have a late brunch. All right, yeah. Report That's back it. to us. With I'm gonna have, have. I'm gonna have a good time doing it. Benedict. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, I can go that route. I can make that happen. Yes. I got a request. <laughs> Taking requests for brunch. All right, well, I, of course, am at Larry the Athlete on all social media. You can subscribe to Larry No Sports wherever you get your podcasts. May all your dreams be hoop dreams, and may the rest of your days be days of thunder. 